Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Welcome to Pride. You have reached a stop on our Acast Audio Pride Parade, where we travel around the world to hear from our LGBTQ plus creators on what Pride means to them. So grab your whistle get your face paint on and settle into a special celebration of pride and at the end of this podcast we'll hear where our audio pride parade is heading next so stay tuned good morning my beautiful friends welcome to a very special episode of the make your damn bed podcast some of you may already be aware of this but i'm a bisexual woman and i'm very proud of that fact I will clarify before I begin, I've always identified as a pansexual, which is basically a person who's attracted to someone regardless of their gender. But after many conversations with trans friends and people within different communities, queer communities, bisexual communities, I have fortunately discovered that bisexual now means anyone who's attracted to people of more than one gender identity, not just a man or a woman. And I found a quote from the GLAAD president and CEO, Sarah Kate Ellis, who told USA Today that the reality is that bi means more than one. So the bi community feels very strongly that bisexuality is not just binary. And I think it's an important distinction. So I now use bi because it's more of a recognized term. It feels good to me. It feels less exclusionary. But that said, pansexuality being in the forefront of culture is badass. And whatever term you use to identify with or make you feel part of a community, 
is great. I just wanted to clarify because a lot of people don't understand the difference. I sure didn't. But pansexuals are attracted regardless of gender and bisexuals are attracted to more than one gender identity. So technically, I still am pansexual, but I often use bisexual just because of nuanced conversations I've had. And honestly, I guess it depends on who I'm talking to and when. Either way, whatever your sexuality is, if you don't even feel like you have an identity or it changes over time, I welcome you to this space. Your experience is completely valid and I'm really glad you found me and we can bond over it because I have had a wild experience with my sexuality and the way that I quote unquote identify. That said, I don't love cultural identifiers all the time. Do I think they're important for communication and progress and discussion? Yes. But we must recognize the fact that societal-based identities can make us feel overwhelmed or bogged down or almost limited because we can kind of apply ourselves into these boxes that we think describe whatever identity we are most relating with. But that's the thing. It's all a spectrum. We are all nuanced individuals with different experiences, desires, chemical balances, environmental factors. All these things go into how we think, who we are, who we're attracted to. And honestly, my sexuality and how much it actually plays into my life varies based on, I'm going to say the year, honestly. Some years I'm really, really into dating and I'm attracted to other people and I'm down and I'm horned up. Other times, I don't give a fuck about nobody, and I'm just trying to live my life and play by my rules. I'll have fun every once in a while if the opportunity presents itself, but honestly, I don't really think about it that much. But I don't think I'm necessarily asexual. That's why I think sometimes these labels can be kind of toxic if you're not strategic with how you use them, because I love the labels. They help me find my community. They help me feel more human and seen, but they also can become just as easily a burden if you allow them to slip into a place where they begin defining you instead of you identifying with them. You know, luckily, I come from a really hippy dippy family where when I was really young, they were always really accepting about love who you love, do what you do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else kind of attitude, which I recognize as an extreme privilege compared to a lot of my friends, especially those who grew up queer in households that were very anti-queer. That said, we never talked about sexuality at all. In fact, I was shamed away from my sexuality for a long time. And when I say shamed, I don't mean don't love who you love, but more sexuality is gross. You're a child. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. Let's just pretend it doesn't exist. And that goes for you too. So in my mind, I just pretended my private parts were just that. Private parts even to myself. We don't get to know ourselves like that because it's weird and gross and that's fine. So that took a lot of unlearning for me. And it also made actually being attracted to people very confusing. And I do remember being in middle school like, how can girls be attracted to boys? I don't get it. But then as I got older, they grew on me a little bit. There were a couple who snuck by. And then I started to realize I'm attracted to just about anybody as long as they are, one, attractive to me physically and charming and kind and all of the things that I need in a partner. So it made me think about it a lot less. I was just like, sure, if we vibe, we vibe. And I never really came out in the sense that there was definitely a lot of hidden shame that I had inherited over the years through social circles, school, 
other friends' families. And then when my family had a very nightmarish situation happen, and it's a whole mess, when I was about 11 or 12, my life got uprooted and I moved to an even worse part of Florida. And of course, 11 and 12 is a super formative year for becoming a human. You start to realize the world isn't perfect and you're no longer a baby, but you're still treated like a baby. You start to kind of judge society and realize you're being judged all the time. And a lot of us hit puberty around then. And that shit is scary enough, let alone me being in a different place without access to my friends or family that I had once known. So here I was in a very, we'll call it redneck podunk part of town in Pensacola, Florida, the panhandle. And this, my friends, is where I gained a lot of homophobia internalized that I never even freaking realized. And I knew the whole time I was gay and I loved the gays. And I'm saying this not to be like, I'm a homophobic weirdo that unlearned it. Go me. But it's more to say we are all born into a culture that has been immediately brainwashing us to believe what the culture believes. And our current culture is weird and very, very patriarchal and masculine and heteronormative and weird about gender. It literally ignores genders that exist. It doesn't make sense. But we're taught that that's what makes sense and nothing else does. So we internalize this stuff and we don't even realize we're part of the problem in the reason why we never feel like we can actually fit in to society, to ourselves, whatever. We always just feel off because it is (laughs) and it ain't us. So we have to take accountability and unlearn it as we recognize it. But it's a really hard thing to have shame about your sexuality and who you are on the inside fighting with that. And also wrestling with the fact that you know some of it is ignorant, but you don't know what. So I went through a lot of internal battles. And I got in some really, really tumultuous, very toxic, abusive relationships very young. A lot of it was a cry for help, where I was with my life (laughs) and all of that. But most of my life was taken over by some really not good, compulsorily heteronormative relationships in the sense that I was taught you show your value by being attractive to men. And if men validate you and find you attractive, they'll date you. And not only that, you'll have the privilege to take care of them. And this was kind of the patriarchal value that I had been raised with. And although it directly conflicted with what I wanted, felt and believed, I needed to fit in. And I was a child. So I tried. I fucking did for years and years and years. And I denied the fact that I was actually very attracted to other genders. In fact, it didn't really matter what gender you were. I cared more for the person inside the body than the body or the societally based implications of having that body. But this made it incredibly hard. This compulsorily heterosexual society that we're brought up in where Men validate women by wanting them, and women have to validate men by being hot trophies for them. And it just fucked my brain and tanked my mental health. And it was really, really hard for me in the process of getting out of that slump. So when I would end up having crushes on girlfriends of mine, it got hard for me. And I don't think I ever officially came out, I guess. But if people would ask, I'd be like, yeah, she's super hot. Oh yeah, I have a big crush on her. But everyone just assumed I was just 
kind of cool. And I'm like, just open because I think you can say those things and still claim to be straight as a woman, because I know that heteronormative upbringings for boys that were raised as quote unquote straight boys don't have that privilege because masculinity, as far as our culture is concerned, is incredibly toxic sometimes. I don't know if y'all noticed. Either way, I refer to this compulsory heteronormative heterosexuality as an important part of my life because I had always known that I was a very intuitive person that loved deeper conversations and deeper connections and really craved that. But I also craved a sense of belonging. And unfortunately, our society puts values on things that I don't necessarily agree with in my own heart and mind and soul. But with that sense of belonging, society will trick you that you need to belong into society and assimilate. So I tried for so long. And no matter how good I got at fitting in and looking hot and having the perfect external relationships that were super attractive and hetero as fuck, I didn't feel like I belonged. Not in the relationships and not in society which meant I didn't feel like I belonged in my body and it felt weird. And now that I'm older and I've dated friends of all the genders, I know how fun connection can be and how beautiful it can be when we stop putting pressure on ourselves to live in a box put on us by society and friends and media and TV. And while I do date people from multiple genders, I am so much gayer than I ever have been in my whole life. And because of that, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I recognize I don't need a partner to fulfill me. I can give that to myself. But I also recognize the beauty in deep, real connections with people who love you for you. And I also recognize the importance of getting to know who you are first. Because if you don't know who you are first, then you are not going to be able to go out into society and feel that sense of belonging that we're all craving because society don't got it. She's got empty promises that only fulfill very few people. And I will say, if you are struggling, especially if you're younger and you're in a community that is not open, like I was in Pensacola, Florida or Tampa, Florida, honestly, even there, they were fucking bitter. Even now, I still have ignorant friends say ignorant fuck shit every time I go home. But luckily, I've got beautiful friends who listen to me. And when I can be considerate and gently call people out, that's really all I'm looking for because I want you to self-correct and get better. And they know that. And they're trying. But we still fuck up. I just don't try to take it personally. And I try to say, that's societally based. We're going to unlearn that. And if they don't, then I go, all right, you little homophobic weirdo, let's fight fisticuffs. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, what I was going to say is if you are struggling with your sexuality, especially if you come from a community that is less accepting, you live in a wonderful time right now where hopefully you can find access to different communities, ideally through the internet, that can make you feel safe and heard. So you can get closer to your internal grounding to feel more connected to that and feel that sense of belonging. Because when you're surrounded by hate, you will internalize some of that regardless of if you are trying or not, or regardless of what your parents told you or not. You automatically will internalize a lot of that bigotry and that weirdness around sexuality. But when I moved to Chicago and I saw, honestly, some of the gayest shit I've ever seen in my life, but in the best way. <laughs> I've seen so much nudity from every type of body. I've seen so much sexual expression. I've seen so much joy and ownership of who the fuck we are. And in a way that feels so fucking liberating that I could cry. 
I still do cry sometimes thinking about how much this community, specifically in Chicago, the queer community, has made a huge difference. I've never felt as at home knowing that there's a community of us that have each other's back, that aren't living in fear or shame or hiding in the shadows, feels fucking great. And if you're still in the shadows, it's okay. There's no rush to come out. I never officially came out to certain people still, I don't think. Probably. I haven't had full conversations with everybody. I know I know that. But if you can rid yourself of a little bit of that shame that has been internalized, start there. Chip away at that shit. And a good way for me anyway to do that is to follow like-minded individuals, queer liberation activists, badasses in your community. Find people living out loud the way that you feel could inspire you to do a little bit of that. And you don't have to live so loudly, but it can be really, really inspiring to see other people doing it and watch and feel that liberation through them. We really have to dismantle the patriarchy and that starts within us. And even as the most open-minded, gay, bisexual, pansexual lover of a person, hippy-dippy bitch that I am. I'm still dismantling so much inside of me. Patriarchy, white supremacy, capitalism, bullshit that I hate. I still fuck up and it sucks to dig in there, but I have to take that accountability to unlearn it because it's shackling me down. And every time I break loose of one of those and liberate my own internalized logic towards those, I'm more able to externalize that and liberate my neighbors and help out my friends and convince other people that it's safe out here and it's beautiful out here. And the world's a big, scary place. No matter what you do, it can be a little less scary with a sense of community. And I'll tell you right now, that sense of community only comes from knowing who the fuck you are inside first. And it will change. It will adapt. But get to be open-minded to where you are in this moment, and it'll make you more comfortable as it changes to the next. And Chicago has done wonders for me in celebrating Pride. I've seen more wonderful drag shows. I've met more incredible activists, badass queer liberators and artists, and just inspiring human beings that my life would not be the same without. And truly, I'm obsessed with how open-minded my specific bubble of people is because every time I go home to Florida, just the concept of gender identity. Some of my friends back in Florida struggle so much with little things like I had to convince my friend to wear GQ looking shorts on him because they were a little too Daisy Duke like. And I was like, honey, not only do your thighs look barren, but you are a little gay. And he was like, well, yeah, but I don't want to look it. And I'm like, why not? And he goes, I don't know. Had a whole moment. And we all do that shit sometimes. I get it, but I want to look gay. So I'm gonna go strap on my Birkenstocks, cuff my jeans, put my fucking jingly ass keys in my tote bag and go find somebody to make out with. I love this time of year. I fucking love pride. Rainbows are the happiest thing on the damn planet. But don't get brainwashed by rainbow capitalism and recognize that you, as an individual, are allowed to be, do, and think whatever the fuck you want as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. And in the words of the magical RuPaul, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? You're a badass. No matter what you are. No matter who you are. No matter how you are. Love who you love like who you like, fuck who you want to fuck, be with who you want to be with. As long as everyone's consenting and of age, of course, we gotta be fucking clear on that. Jesus Christ, you weirdos. But real talk, embrace the fucking pride. No matter who you are, where you are, be in your own power. Even if it's just by yourself, 
You don't have to stand up out loud if it's not safe to do so. And nobody should push you to come out when you're not ready to. But that said, inside, fucking watch yourself grow because you are a powerhouse and this world is better with you in it. So thank you for being here. I love you so fucking much. And thanks for letting me share my story, guys. I got a little personal on this one and I hope you liked it. I do want to say thank you, Acast, for including me in this badass pride parade. It was great being a part of a solo remote float at the house, because in true queer fashion, I hate crowds. <laughs> but I legit could not be more excited to announce the next featured episode float in the Pride Parade for Acast, which is a badass Canadian show called Side Note. The host is based out of Toronto, and that episode will drop on the 29th tomorrow. Each week, Mitch and Greg of ASAP Science explain the science behind a new subject using studies, anecdotes, and interviews to keep you entertained while simultaneously learning. But they're doing a Pride episode, just like me. So check it out. In the meantime, whether you're gay or not, or just an ally, welcome to the fucking Pride Parade. Thank you for letting me share my story with you. Thank you for being the best fucking human on the planet. I love you, and I will talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Now go do something fun and gay for me, okay? Bye, friends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.